live, and we like to watch drawings. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Drawings are fun. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast that went to a soccer game. All of us what? at the same game. In the mm-hmm. first for the first time in oh I don't know when. A long time. Years. I saw Mark's <laughs> head in the distance. <laughs> since since all four of us time. were actually at the same match. It's been a while. <laughs> um on this week's show, we talk a lot about the Canadian men's national team. Shocking, I know. Uh, a player tantrum, a team losing its iconic name, a little TFC talk, and more. And now this week's panel. He's loving that new candidate. Say hello to Duncan Fletcher. Hello. Uh, you know, thank you to all the uh, labor unions and all that sort of thing for all their work as of through the, the years. Uh, leading to me sort of being here pulled into uh, a podcast uh, on Labor Day by famously anti-Labor Kristen Knowles. Outrageous. Yes, I know. I'm so mean. I'm Mm. the the cruelest of bosses. Um, Missing the comforts of 117. Welcome to Mark Hinckley. I hear it was nice. It was real nice. No, it was cold. Oh, no, we weren't in it. Never mind. But I'm sure it was cold, too. <laughs> if you're talking about the top row, yeah, it would have been cold. Yeah, it was a Oof. knee knocker. Oh, look, I, I did not bring a sweater. Okay, I you did suffered. not dress for the weather. That no, I thought, how bad? How cold could it be? The answer was quite. I tried to warn you. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I also run warmer than most people. Both emotionally and temperature-wise. And I, uh, I, I thought, even if, it's, even if it drops five degrees where you know, I live and I count for it being by the lake, it should still be in my I'm okay range. By about the 30th minute, I was uh, full of regret. So <laughs> I realized a, you'd made a horrible mistake. Oh, the, there is a sweater coming with me next game. Excellent. No one warned uh, us that there was a Maroon 5 concert at Ontario Place. That's why it was so cool down there. Oh, that's right. Hmm. Um, well, survived his first footy match in over a year. It's Tony Walsh. Yeah, it was a, it was a testy shriveler, that one. <laughs> you, you, you listen to all three of you also talking about the weather when I'm the one who always gets mocked on here for my... Uh, Fair weather weather. Well, it's because when the weather is not fair, you are not there. I was there, and it was not fair. It was. It was. You it was Christmas did in wear a jacket, um, uh, Tony, care I to did. share? It was Christmas in September. Care to share what? My my how my, how, how, my how, fair how, were, how how not fair it was there. The 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 rain in Spain fell mostly on the canopy. Mainly. <laughs> Whatever. Um, anyway, as for me, I hugged a lot of people on Thursday. It's like literally as the most action I've seen in a long time, which is so sad. Yeah, um, for Kristen. For yeah, Kristen. It, oh, 100%. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Now to our show. You can read my mind. 
start the show. So we're starting today's show, of course, with the Canadian men's national team. Uh, two matches down, one more to go in this first part of the Octo as we look ahead um, to the 2022 World Cup. Uh, before we dive right into it, two matches in, everyone's point predictions for these three matches already gone. I know, and they can't even work out properly, can they? Because no, no one picked five, and no one no, picked three. Exactly. And no one picked two. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what, what, that's it. What did we have? I can't remember our predictions. We had I five, and I think me and Doug said five. I remember four. Oh, did you? Mm. I think yeah, I, went I was six. expecting six. Oh, yeah, you expect a, That's right. You and I picked Tyler four. We picked, we picked a win and a, and a, and a draw. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And then what so, did you and Mark pick? Like 12, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes, we, we picked all the, the secret bonus points. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. Well, first up, obviously, we're going to talk about uh, the Honduras match on Thursday. Uh, disappointing in many ways, but at least not a loss. For that match, I think what's stuck out, struck, you know, stood out um, was that for a team that had gelled together so well at the Gold Cup, and again, obviously, this was not that team because we had players back in the squad. There was obviously from that a disconnect on the pitch, uh, especially in the first half. And you saw that unfamiliarity um, from players who had not been at the Gold Cup. Even though all of these guys have played together at some point in time over the last year, it just something was off. And they, they didn't start very sort of intently either. Um, the other thing that I know a lot of people have talked about and was the passing and the passing that felt, well, like an afterthought in many cases, but when they did finally decide to pass, the passes weren't very good. And while Canada isn't like, oh my God, every pass is a thing of beauty kind of thing that's never been sort of their hallmark, but in recent months, they've become a much better you know, take care of the ball, pass the ball. They've got people that know, you know, some decent ball handlers. And that seemed to be really absent. Um, again, especially in the first half. The first half was was a rough start uh, to yeah, that the, match. The second half looked good. But yeah, I mean, the first half is that the passing wasn't great. Yeah. There was just a lot of heavy first touches, it seems. It just mm -hmm. wasn't really flowing. Um, and yeah, I mean, is it just, was, was the team really built to be playing like that? I mean, going with, you know, sort of Larry and David and the Buchanan up front with, you know, sort of Davies up there as well. And it seems as if, all right, we're going to go without sort of fast young people to be chasing after things that I, I don't really feel like tidy possession and trying to control the midfield was what they were going for at all. And I think they didn't really quite get that right. They looked a lot better after they brought Hoyland in, who, again, not a central midfielder by any means, but he's like, I think, a little more about sort of passing and that sort of thing rather than let's just try and run fast past people. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. uh, I don't think we were trying to be super neat pass through a team. Yeah, and I feel they were like... Going for. We should have, yeah, but we, yeah, but I, I agree with you. Like second half, obviously that was working better, um, mm -hmm. but it was just frustrating to watch. Like as much as I enjoy watching Alfonso Davies, and I do, he's delightful. But it just got, it was sort of a, it was almost tiresome to see him 
race down the flank, you know, with the ball, you know, do some stuff around a couple of defenders, still with the ball, still with the ball. And you can see that there are options and they're not being taken. And then when he finally does decide to cross the ball in, things fall apart. And also, Alfonso Davies, no more on free kicks or cor- whatever it is. He's just not allowed to do that. Just that's no. Um, but it was just, yeah, it was frustrating, uh, that part of it. And I think... I felt like Atiba was wasted in that half. Mm. Um, it seemed a bit cute. It seemed a bit cutesy, a little bit. Yeah. Like they, like they knew they were dumb. They were superior talent wise. Yeah, but. and so not that they were out there to have fun and show off their skills, but looked like they were trying to do too much instead of just like you know, in, in this in Concacaf especially, kind of and in most World Cup qualifying everywhere, you just got to be cutthroat. You just got to be. Mm go and, and get get the job done it's not time it's not a league where you have time to like show off your skills and develop your tactics over, with a club over long stretches this kind of is a league it's, it's like 14 games yeah but uh, yeah true. yeah but but very um you know disjointed you got months where you don't see everybody so you're not training every okay, single day in, in uh yes. and training your tactics and working on little cute plays and stuff where you know where your wingers may be taking a, a run or you know you know where somebody may be cutting into a channel or something like that. So, yeah, I think it's just that need to be some decisiveness, but there seems to be a lot of, uh, John Herbman's a bit of a, a tinker man. We'll probably talk about it a little more with, uh, the tactical change from last night's match against the U S but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, you, I think, and I think you saw this more in the second half against Honduras, just a little more, uh, direct, like, you know, you, you just gotta put teams away. Once they're put away, then you can you try your tricks. Men talking about tactics and everything. The, the first half against Honduras, uh, Alfonso Davies looked clearly the, the most threatening player attack-wise. It was pretty much the only time anything was looking like something might happen was when sort of Davies was running down the left. Why did we go and switch him over to the right side for like 20 minutes? Yeah. Because absolutely fuck all happened yeah. when we did that. Yeah. It's not as if they were getting the ball to him a lot on the right side to be doing anything. What the fuck was that all about? Yeah. I'm well, generally curious. As yeah, to, well, you know what? Tony brought up Herdman's t- tactical sort of vision and stuff. And, and you know, it, it's because it is something that we were talking about and a lot of people talked about after that first match and certainly obviously after the the match last night um, is his tendency to, to, to overthink it. Like he outmanages himself. He tries to do too much with whatever, like it, 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 it's happened many times. Um, and, and Herdman's done lots of good things with this squad, but there seems to be, especially when it's a match that should be, so like the Honduras match, one that should be a really straightforward, you know, here, here we do, you know, we're just going to like, we're going to, we're going to be tidy. We're going to take care of business. You know, we don't need to do any fancy things, blah, blah, blah. Oh what? no, it's ever going to do fancy things. What? Let's do the fancy things. What? You're, you're calling it a World Cup qualifier against Honduras. Well, this should be straightforward, no problem, easy No, 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 no. That's not what I was saying. That's not what I was it saying. I'm saying how good. you approach well, that's it. That's what I heard, but I'm just being contrarian. So. How you approach it. 
that is what I am saying. Do you want him no. to be fancy tactically? Were we not just objecting about that? Um, I, yeah, I mean, well, as I, I, I misunderstood what you were going for because you were yes. suggesting that yeah, came against Honduras. You don't have to do anything or what have you. And no, no, that's not what I'm suggesting at all. I'm saying a game against okay. Honduras, you want to play. You don't want to try and do fancy things because it will bite you. Mm. And clearly it was. Yeah, it was yeah, evident, I mean, yeah, it was evident that they had a goal in them, right? So I, I think anyone watching the first, well, I mean, again, it was a bit of a tale of two halves, but in the first half, everybody watching Honduras was like, oh, we're going we're gonna to give up a goal to this club, so uh, this team, so you better be ready to score two if you want to win. Um, yeah. I mean, I agree. Decisiveness. They just need, they just needed to be, especially in the first game when, yeah. you know, the players haven't seen each other. They haven't gelled, you know, you'll probably see a difference against El Salvador. They've been, that'll be the third match together, you know, in a short span of time, they're probably a lot more comfortable together. You even saw it last night, I think a lot more, especially in counterattacking. Um, but yeah, in that first match, it should have just been kind of, I, I would have preferred at least just a little blunt force. That's what I was saying. I'm glad I said it. Yeah, yeah thanks. I, I, yeah, I'm glad you said it too. That's good. Yeah. So everyone will agree good, with good, you. That's that's good point, Tony. Yes. Yeah, that's they, a they great point, Tony. Yeah, yeah, that's all. Yeah, simple. Um, Nothing fancy. I, I just I, I mean, I'd like to make clear. Home. I'd like to make. I'd like to make clear that a match against Honduras is not easy. Mm. Thank back you, Johnny. To, back yes, to you, Duncan. Yes. I, mean, I just think they kind of got the, the, the balance wrong. They, it's like, oh, we've got all these sort of fancy, young, fast attacking players. Let's just play all of them. I said, oh, no, let's maybe kind of like keep it to two or three of them at the same time at most. And, you know, maybe have a third midfielder. Because you know you stack your Hutchinson, both good players and everything, but all right, so you've—it's just the two of them, and then a lot of kind of width and fast players trying to do things. It's like, no, nah, yeah, let's, let's let's give them an extra player in midfield to help out, and you know, keep things going better in midfield, and then you know have some of your fancy players out there and keep some of the fancy players on the bench, and if things are going wrong, bring more of them on at that point. But I don't know, I feel that you just got, you just went too much with, oh, yeah, well, so Buchanan and Davies and take Lauren and David, and wow, it's going to be great. And so, mm, too much. Well, like I said, Herdman likes to outmanage himself. So sometimes. Um, Definitely felt that way. Yeah. Second half, obviously, some changes. Uh, again, a lot more direct. Uh, they got into the flow a lot better. Saw two really interesting penalties which is what this game was you know based on um, i still don't I, i'm still not sure about what happened in the second one but hey i have no idea <laughs> i'm still confused i mean by i'll it take all, it but, but yeah yeah sure. oh for sure yes absolutely yeah. i feel like both of them the, the referee needs to be clearer as well i'd say both of them plus at least one of their option that wasn't a penalty we're kind of like the did he just give a penalty? Did he? Oh, not? right. When he said it wasn't. Oh, yeah. When doing? he was emphatically I, pointing no, we were like, what are you doing? He points to the spot to say no. 
But uh, yeah, it was a book. But read it was was is that a penalty? It is. It looks like it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Show replays of penalties on the fucking big screen at the stadium. Christ. Oh, I know. they was don't, that, they don't that do so that anymore. They're not allowed. Was that so much to ask? It would children cost will be okay. When, no, it when, would cause when, when Canada earned that penalty, I had zero idea what the hell was going on. Oh, I like I said, we we were like, and, what? And, what? And and then uh, uh, and then Milan Boyan started, you know, down on his knees, fist pumping, and I'm like, wait, we didn't score though. Like I could not. I was still trying to process <laughs> what the shit was going on because the screen showed nothing. Thanks, everybody. Um, yeah, that was, I, I'm, I'm with you 100% Duncan on that. I love mm-hmm. that, uh, Borean was, was basically, um, he was, he, he was actually the capo for the crowd, uh, on Thursday night. <laughs> you, know? mm-hmm. you people oh, are yeah, me, not being me, loud I'm, enough. Be louder. Okay, Milian, whatever you say. We're sorry. We're sorry. Uh, we'll be louder. Yeah. Milan Borean is, uh, he's my spirit animal now. Um, he was more into this. Game. He was so into this match. He was, he's like, like he, I, I, I <laughs> well, I feel like there's a video of him doing all of these things when the ball is down the other end, like jumping around, just being emotionally invested in this more so than so I've ever invested. seen a keeper I know, in my life. I know. I'm, well, here well, for I'm trying it. to remember what happened down at the other end. I, like something a shot was just missed, you know, a ball flashed across the goal or something. And like, he's literally like pounding the grass in frustration. Yes. He was so upset. I was like, Oh no, I, are you okay? I mean, he's, he's just, he's what we, it's, it's weird. Like I know we've had discussions once or twice, I feel uh, in the past about the idea of a, keeper being a captain but um you mean he isn't mm. like the like he 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 will he will travel he along this all the speeches and involved. stuff why isn't it's, he the captain it's it's just he's in he's he's i i, I love boyan just respect for atiba would be that's why true. he's not the that captain. has to be honestly that that's got to be it and i'm okay with that yeah, me too. too i love it atiba can do whatever but it's he wants. just I, I've, I've never seen a keeper so animated and, and it wasn't like, not that you can be recklessly animated, but like he, he, he was watching it as if he was standing with us mm-hmm. standing in the South end. And I'm, I, I, I need, I need more of that. Like not just from Canadian players, but from any club opposition or the one I support. I don't care. I need more of that. I need as, as, as a wise man once said, show me emotional content. And that was Bruce Lee. And uh, that was a terrible Bruce Lee accent I just did. Mm. But I want, like, that, not knowing that I was missing it and then seeing it, I'm like, games are lesser because of this, because I don't see this. I'm not talking about getting into the rest base and, you know, doing the chest bumping grandstanding. No, but I, you, you appreciate when, when you see when you see athletes who are who are clearly vested in what's going on. Yeah. Like, like sh- show me, show a me connection. a winger who, who gives a fist pump for an amazing clear, you know, like it doesn't have to be all offensive. You could just, you could just be, you could just be a supporter of your teammate and show that. I realize that the, you know, there's concentration, you know, you, your game, 
your game headspace may not allow for that kind of uh, emotional, physical release. But I don't know, man. I just, I just games games seem lesser when I don't have Milan Borian <laughs> losing his shit in front of me because he is he is me cranked to twelve. You know, I I yeah, that was. There should have been more camera time for him, honestly. <laughs> and I'm not surprised. It's okay, Mark. There's a, there's a, there's a, whatever Candace Soccer's version of all for one, whatever they call that. There's a feature coming on him, I'm sure. Most for a few. Let's call it most for a few. <laughs> most for a few. And uh, no, I, I, yeah, like that, that I, I'm, I'm also disappointed that that was not released as a, uh, a super cut of clips of him so, doing what he was doing released to the internet the next day. So whoever's, whoever's got that footage, what are you waiting for? There's nothing extortionate. You're not going to get paid off of him for that. Just release it. Let us relive his joys. Reasonable. Reasonable. All right. So we leave Thursday. Canna comes away with one, one draw against Honduras, but a lot of uh, draws everywhere else within the Octo. This whole this whole round so far uh, has been, with the exception of Mexico, so obviously Mexico are just having themselves a time right now. You know, they don't have any penalties or things against them. Um, but uh, a lot of a lot of draws, not very many goals for the most part. Um, it's been a really interesting. It, it, it's it's a tough qualifying round. It is, yes. it is, which is good. I think everyone would have predicted, really. No. Yeah, but it's it's good to see that that playing yeah. out. Um, and uh, <laughs> so then we go into the U.S. last night down in Nashville, and hey, when a draw feels like a win. Um, so we saw some squad rotation, I think as most expected, a couple, a couple surprising, uh, choices. One that I was surprised to see his insertion, but had a delightful match, which was, uh, Sam at He was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Such a good match from yeah, him. Definitely. Um, Daniel Henry, Daniel Henry, excellent match. Um, I, Alistair Johnson. Oh, always excellent. Um, no, he, he was better on. Alistair he was better Johnston on should have got sent off, probably about yes. two times. Oh my god, yes. Oh, oh Early yes. Agree. How he was actually? Did he even get a card? No, I don't think no. he did. No, that's no, he did. crazy. I mean, he got he got three in everybody else's mind, but yeah. he didn't get one according to the guy who mattered the that's most. That's crazy. Because you know what? And I actually thought the ref last night was, for the most part, quite good. Um, oh, he's super all right. Yeah, you know, yeah, no complaints. Was was being either he was even. He, he was, was even. even for both yeah. sides, mostly hands off. But, um, but yeah, like for me, the standouts for Canada last night were Adekud Bay and and Daniil Henry, with with other people having good matches as well. But that was those were two players inserted into the lineup who did a lot of very important and very necessary things that kept. Um, kept the, 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 the team uh, into the match or contributed to, you know, goals and or attempts on goal sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, a resilient match from Canada, comeback performance, 1-1 draw, away to <clears throat> a 
hostile crowd an unhappy crowd hostile they just boo i know um oh yes our our correspondent mike hudson did uh indeed let us know he confirmed confirmed there was booing um I, I feel like we all we, we all could hear that. No, but, 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 but we like to have confirmed. confirmation yes. from our our our, uh, our American correspondent. Yes, so. yes. it's Actually, important to have sources on the uh, on the ground. Yes. Yeah. Can, I, can I make a suggestion uh, to to you know those who happen to be part of the outlaws and go to games? If you're going to do that Viking clap, and you're going to chant USA with each clap. Given how long that friggin' thing goes, spell out the entire fucking name of your country. Way more interesting if you went U and then N and then I and then T and then you could you could legitimately stretch that out for the three minutes of the dirt because we're having a spelling lesson. America, yeah, exactly. That's a good long stupid chant. (laughs) Oh my god. USA, really? You guys could not just do like something else just once. I was so disappointed. It's like if the fact that we see the bike and clap at all is kind of like, okay, sure. And now it's like, oh yeah, you gave it lyrics because you did. Ugh. Anyway, speaking, yeah, that speaking, was that, that was my speaking, of, yell- for speaking of yelling countries. I, I gotta say, it reminded me of being at the Canada match uh, on on uh, in the week. Uh, how difficult a three-syllable country is for making really good chants. <laughs> the way can- Canada just doesn't roll off the tongue well for a lot of chants. It works for some, but there's some where you you know you try to shoehorn in famous chants from clubs or other nations, and man, Canada is a tough, tough one to come off the tongue sometimes. Yeah, because a lot the, of the, the, uh, the syllable emphasis is only on the one, whereas yeah. with others, it's arguably one in three. Yeah. Yeah, it it doesn't fit into the same chance that Toronto fits into. Yeah, no, it, it oh, fits into them very awkwardly. Yeah, it's funny. Um, but yeah, so this was you know this was a different, and again tactically it was different and 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 better. This one was I thought this tactically was a, it was different during the game. Well, that too. <laughs> there was changes again, um, but also I think they were. Again, second half was better. Um, getting a, it's getting a little worrisome though that the second half is like the half because they started out well and then there was that thirty-minute stretch yeah. of the of the first half where it was like, ah, um, well, what is happening? He changed the structure of of the the team mid uh, mid half. I know. Mm. So like you know that's I'm talking about the Tinker Man again. Like that's yeah. like man, like yeah, and it it that was not good. Like they were they looked defensively strong and we're catching the Americans on counter for the first 30 minutes. It was like, Oh, this is pretty good. This is a great way to set up a way, at, you know, in Nashville. But then it's like, it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm not liking the way this is looking. Switch it up. I, I, maybe he's got a bit of Mr. Miyagi in him or something. He wants to like, or, you know, pull out some move out of nowhere. That's going to strike. <laughs> Just, you know, to try to confuse them. Say, look, I know yeah. things are going well right now. Yeah. <laughs> They're certainly not going to expect this now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it it uh, seemed to for Canada up more than it did mm-hmm. for America up. So uh, yeah, that wasn't a good choice. But uh, yeah, gen- generally, tactically, yeah, sit back, be more defensive, let them have possession, try and kill them on the break. Um, 
made a lot of sense and it worked fairly well. I feel like most of the chances that the states had kind of came off like Canadian errors and then it was something like it was a, a quick sort of counterattack or something. And yeah. I mean, was, well, the, you know, Canada's the one goal set. was a double error. Yeah. Um, I mean, but when Canada was actually set and they were, all right, we're going to try and break them down, they couldn't. They no. didn't really at all. So, uh, yeah, generally, tactically, uh, it worked. But, you know, according to the Americans, we just didn't want to play. So. Mm. Yeah, that was yes. fun. And I always, I, I do enjoy the, 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 the American media and the players themselves mm. after a match like that. Because even though they are not the juggernauts they once were they still think they are and they were never the juggernauts they thought they were well were. there's that too they were north they, they were north of mexico's juggernaut there you go yeah. there you go um mm. and, and but it, it, it is it is an interesting thing and 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 you know as a again and they're we're used to being quite shit most of the time right so this is a little bit different and we can have a little bit of a moment of boastfulness, kind of like, haha, fuck you. But anyways, it's it's always an interesting thing to to see the to see the reaction and you, yeah. afterwards. We we talked about this on the show. You and, and you mentioned it now about you mentioned earlier about the resiliency and you know that kind of dog of uh, or the anger around the neck of Canada was like, oh, we've always been shit. This and and we mentioned this. I think probably going to the Gold Cup. This group of players doesn't have they that. Don't, they don't have that history that we carry around with yeah. us. These guys, mm-hmm. you know, most of them are off playing pretty high profile matches around the world against really good competition. Now something that, you know, that has evolved with Canada over the years there. They don't, they don't seem to have that, uh, that history weighing them down. No, they, they don't, don't, they don't look at it that way, which is nice. Like I was saying, that's what I was saying. Like our reactions and media reactions, fan reactions, not player yeah. reactions. Like Carl Aaron in his post match interview was like, Oh no, we're one of the best teams in CONCACAF. Like, yeah. and, and like without hesitation, whether I agree with him yet or not, we'll see how all of this turns out, but that that's, hey, their... we're top, we're top eight for sure. <laughs> but Hell yeah, I can't take that from but us. That's, but that's, if that's their belief and that's, that's important. Yeah, that's that's hugely important. Is, is that a, a John Herdman thing? Do you think? I, I think, you know, a lot of his so. like, reputation seems to be, yeah, he's like a super positive yeah, the guy that can sort of make players believe in themselves and that sort of thing. It may be. Right. He's a motivational guy. It's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It may just be a generational thing, though. They're just like yeah. that's worn out. Like they, they, they weren't around in the. They weren't watching this team in the '90s. You know, struggling to make anything out of anything, and like that kind of. You know, most of the fans in the stands have good memories of it, except the younger ones. But that's not. That hasn't seemed to leak down on them, and hopefully won't. Mm-hmm. I'm know. just happy that Atiba doesn't uh, hasn't traumatized them yeah. with all the shit he has seen. <laughs> like he's yeah. the standout. Yeah, he's yeah, like standout, right? yeah. yeah, but he doesn't oh, seem. Yeah, oh, he obviously dr- doesn't seem that kind of guy. So draw against the Americans in the United States. Well, let me tell you. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we would lose to a B team in a university <laughs> campus. Mm. <laughs> just, we we just tied Honduras here. Just you wait till we get to go and play there. Oh, oh mm-hmm. I've got stories for you. Like, yeah, shut up, Atiba. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm sure that the shut up Atiba part has been like it's to the point where somebody somebody in the locker room brings up. And the Knicks were playing Honduras, and immediately 
immediately Herdman side eyes right to Atiba, and Atiba just knows to keep his head down. <laughs> just no, no. Fucking thing about the game. <laughs> well, you can go back to Turkey where you'll be happy and successful <laughs> and beloved. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he pitched, he pitched to Atiba Hutchinson. Okay, you're gonna do the 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 octo, but but hear me out. Revenge mission. You know, like he just got into his head it's like, yeah, we're gonna get those fuckers. Like it's just very 80s action movie dialogue that took place. <laughs> How he's convinced him it's like that's the only reason why he's here is because he's gonna get revenge for that shit. And even if it means a draw, he'll take it. So my over my overactive imagination runs again runs wild again so here we go narratives are important anyway so Mm -hmm. a successful a successful away match and in some cases looking at that match you know there was opportunity again there was a you know some you know some disconnect in the final third some ball sent in there was nobody there or no one reacted like there were opportunities for canada to actually win that match um and 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 solid ones had good opportunities in the first half that yep. he fucked up. Yep. And then, yeah, there were, yeah, the second half was on a you know, balls across his, just across the six yard box and like no one's properly attacking them. And yeah. So there was, was Buchanan did and Osorio was running right towards the back post and Buchanan knocked the ball across right to where Osorio was going to be. But so decided to like just check back a little bit just before he hit it. And so nothing happened. And I was like, ah. That was that was so frustrating. Ah. And, and speaking of Tejan Buchanan, um, you know, clearly did not like I, I feel like that was a what the hell do you mean? I'm not starting sort of. 15 minute performance or however long he was on the pitch for that was he, he was definitely well okay i'm here now so let's do some stuff right he was he was trying to do everything he was um, he was very impactful yes he was I, enjoyed impactful. Where, I enjoyed where he just fell over yes. and then came away with the ball anyway yep all right good um anyway so a lot of a lot of positives came out of that and i think yeah, like I think Duncan, you were saying, like we're seeing her a little more, um, a little more of them coming together now, and we'll see um, as they go into the match. Uh, Can I ask one question? I think that was panel? Tony's point, but yes, go ahead, Tony. It was, it was yeah. Sorry, uh, everyone misconstrues mine, so you'll survive. Go ahead, uh, Richie Larea, help or hindrance? Ugh, Eesh. getting tired of it is mine. Mm talented player yeah. i like richie he does a lot of good things i'm really getting frustrated by it though it's going to yeah. become a hindrance is it is it inevitable that he's going to get red carded in, in a match yes yep and it'll be against mexico in the fourth minute and we're going to go oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> um agreed yes i don't know exactly where or when but uh, yeah he's a uh, uh it, it seems dangerous and he does some good things here or there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I think if we're ever going like far at the back and we're just going for you know, just a regular fullback, um, you know, Alistair Johnston ahead of him every single time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, as, as a, you know, attacking of fullback, yeah, there, there are some things he contributes. He's, uh, yeah, yeah. I, well, and the, mm. the thing is, though, is... is... <laughs> Is, is it's it's now also he's building a reputation for this so 
And we all know that we all know that refs and players look for that, right? Like they look for the player who always is getting into a fight, who always, you know, does that one stupid foul or is digging in at an opposition player or is going down on like a, a minor touch. Like he's got that reputation in MLS going and it's now going to be minor. It's now going to, well, I know, but it's now going to be bleeding over into, into this tournament. And it's, it's, you know, players are going to know to go after him because he's going to react poorly or he's going to do something like shove a player for absolutely no reason and then get mm. upset when he gets called for shoving a player for absolutely no reason, you know, like, and it's gonna, it's one of those things where once you have that reputation, once they know, once the refs know, once the players know, it's hard to shake. And that becomes part of, of your game. And, and that adds to the potential liability. And it takes away from all the good things that he does. He's a talented player. You know, he's, he's got a lot of very good abilities uh, on the wing. He has the ability to score, um, to set up his teammates and, it's just that he does all this other stupid stuff and that is becoming more of the focus. So it, it's, I find it very frustrating. Mm -hmm. Is yellow card accumulation suspension a thing through this 14 game tournament? I presume it is. It is, except for I cannot remember what the parameters are. Um, like three or four. Yeah. If someone wants to look for that. And no bar, eh? No, no, no bar in, in CONCACAF qualifying. Which I thought was weird. I, I know, because we, sure. we were talking about it the other night at the match. Right, when, we were waiting you know, for it. We're like, well, why don't they check that call? And it's like, yeah, and then they mentioned it last night. There is no bar during CONCACAF qualifications. It's just, just FIFA, just, this, 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 uh, just another reason to hate VAR. This patchwork, uh, you know, use of it. I thought I thought I thought they had to. So this is the thing that confuses me, and I don't know why um, why it's not why it's not there. Um, it's very strange. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't. Uh, yeah, I think it's. Who, I, a player who receives individual yellow cards in two separate matches will be suspended for the following match. I thought I heard that on the telecast last night, mm. but I didn't want to assume I made it up. So yes, that sounds that's sounds what correct. Yeah. And just after two, there you go. From my sources. I thought it might be you know ranked three or four, given it's fourteen games, but no, two, wow. and you're done. Wow. So uh, yeah, right. Richard, Richard Larea will be getting suspended very soon. Any day now. Wonderful, Hooray. wonderful. And then the VAR thing for the CONCAP qualifying, it has to do with the leagues in the different countries so within well, not, CONCACAF, not having the not having the, the technology they uh, don't, available they, at their stadium they don't have a certified established certified var system in their nations only canada us shouldn't, Mexico. shouldn't fifa be supplying this to all member nations if I, they I, want it as part I, of the game i don't know sure yeah uh, i think that's a i think that's a slippery slope because if, you, if you if you load up if you load up central america and and the Caribbean, then you got to do Africa and you got to do the Oceania. Like, well, and that's Com does, though, it's countries. only, it's only, it's only CONCACAF. Burn bar to the ground. It's only, <laughs> and CONCACAF only started using it um, this year, like Gold Cup, Nations League. Um, so maybe, 
it'll 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 come into play probably after this, which of course is useless now. But anyway, um, it's nothing but an Atari and a trash compactor. Oh my God! Stop. Anyway, um, an Atari and a trash compactor. He okay. hates it so much. So before we, so looking ahead to El Salvador Wednesday night, but the the standings after the first two matches. Um, so you've got Mexico with six points, having won both their matches. Panama in second. Uh, oh. And then Canada in third, um, based on... We're in. Stop the count. Exactly. We're done. We're done. Well, it's this... It's this... alphabetical? Uh... No, no. It's based on uh, goals. It's it's goals, goals four, because Canada has scored two goals. And both yeah. Honduras and the U.S. have only scored one. Yeah. And then El Salvador, Wednesday's uh, opponent, has yet to score a goal, but mm. they've also yet to concede one. Um, and then Costa, Costa Rica. got Eric Zavaleta at the back. Exactly. <laughs> Defensive rock. wonder kid. Um, uh, is, Costa... is he actually playing for them? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, oh right. yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah. can be part of the preview. Move on, move on. Keep yeah. going. Um, yeah. And then Costa Rica. Um, and then Jamaica, who is um, not having a good time right now. Shockingly, honestly, because their recruitment yeah. of uh, players from uh, particularly the top two divisions in England has been like tr- quite tremendous over the last mm-hmm. few months. Have, have those players from England been allowed to travel for these games? I think I think Mikael Antonio from West Ham was part of this uh, um, roster, if I'm not mistaken. I remember reading that he was going to make his debut, but I'm, I could be wrong. Hmm. Hmm. So, anyway, the Panamanians didn't arrest him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that's mm-hmm. going going into um, the the final match of, the final match of this round. Uh, again, so some some really interesting and and you know some some good parody throughout the whole thing with a couple little a couple little twists, a couple little surprises. So uh, Wednesday night, Canada back at BMO hosting El Salvador. Um, who, as I said, you know, have held their opponents off the score sheet in their away matches, um, but have yet to score a goal themselves. And um, Canada, in terms of record against El Salvador, um, the very last time uh, Canada played them was a, a friendly, was a 1-0 loss, but the last time that the match mattered um, was almost five years ago to the day it's five years ago tomorrow day after recording um 3-1 win in world cup qualifiers after um a nil-nil draw away to them in el salvador um you know it's been a and those are really probably the only only like the last four or five years even though it was before canada was good exactly even those matches don't quite it's not the same players. It's not the same team. So like they haven't played El Salvador in, in four years. So it's a, it's a much different, it's a much different look. It's a much different team. Um, This game, however, for Canada is must win. They have to win if they want to stay within the top of the group right now and, and really look ahead to um, the next couple uh, breaks um, this this fall and early winter to solidify their chances or to at least keep their chances bright. And I still think that they they will win. Um, I think that they should win. I think that they are 
at least coming in with some momentum now, you know, some more positive play, have worked a few of the kinks out, hopefully. Um, and playing at BMO certainly, I think, is is a good thing uh, to be in front of the home crowd. Although, who knows what the El Salvadoran fan component will be. Um, there was there was a lot of Hondurans in the crowd Thursday night. No, no, no. They were Canadians wearing the centenary kit, the blue <laughs> centenary kit. That's what that was. Is that what that uh, was? I don't know anyone that did that. Mm. Um, <laughs> was that a shot at me? <laughs> no, 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 no. Chris it was from Chris. It was a mild shot. It wasn't a serious well, how shot. How was it a shot? Down. I was wearing it. I'm still wearing a Canada kit. Jesus I Christ! I know it was. Just, oh my God! Settle, cool I'm your a God jets. Damn patriot! Fuck's <laughs> sakes! Jesus. Um, although we are a little, little. I'm hoping that we do not see a repeat of the giant fucking Honduran flag that was somehow giant air quotes allowed to get through security when that fucking shit isn't supposed to happen. Um, Look, I thought that was particularly funny. And the reason why is because, uh, and I genuinely believe this, that flag probably would have stayed up if it hadn't draped over the center field private private box. (laughs) (laughs) You know, imagine, imagine having money and spending a lot of money and then all of a sudden this drape, they don't even know what it is. (laughs) <laughs> shows up over top of it. They call security le- security immediately. You know, yeah. they and, and and they're actually, you know what? They their their personally assigned security person was probably right there to call it in. So um I I thought that was quite comedy. Such yeah. good comedy. It's rich people. They just saw some kind of giant sheet coming in. They thought it was the purge or something. <laughs> it is anyway. very interesting. It's like, yeah, how how exactly did you get that in? It's a good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As like- someone said, as someone said to me, they didn't smuggle that in their underwear. So uh someone <laughs> let them bring that in. And Who's that shit is not out. supposed to happen. So that yeah, was I do feel like irritating. a lot of the perimeter of BMO field is uh you know, it's just like sort of railings that you could easily pass things through. You know, some people enter without a flag, some people hang out outside without a flag. They surreptitiously meet up at the railing and like quietly pass it through when nobody's watching. Then the the second lot enter in without a flag. Flags in, never had to go through security. I, I don't think it's really that difficult at BMO Field. Intriguing, intriguing. Maybe they brought it in in eight pieces and spent the first 20 minutes sewing it back together. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that would be legend shit. I did suggest, uh, and I feel some me. Velcro. No, that's even better. Ah, that's why you're an ultra, Tony. I, I I know I know you'd appreciate this just from from the joke is that uh, um, they should have been somebody should have unfurled a huge Nicaraguan flag <laughs> because it look because it would just goes to show how little everybody knows what the Hondur, Honduran flag actually looks like. Indeed. <laughs> it's similar, but it yeah. ain't it. It's not mm-hmm. it. Um, I, I I like a good flag joke. This, as much as the next, I I also feel like I want to see somebody unfurl a Texas flag at a Chile match. So, <laughs> also, a quality flag joke. So anyway, uh, yeah. So the the match on Wednesday is uh, once again sold out. Um, it's been sold out for a couple of days now. Uh, the entire stadium, the V's sold, uh, the South End out. 
a few days ago and um, now the rest of the statement is sold out. And for anyone who's asking about section 126, no, we don't know why it's locked. No, we don't have a code for it. We're very sorry. We don't know. Good luck though. Um, but the rest of the stadium is sold out. Uh, so we should have, again, great crowd um, for this match. And uh, I would do you want to like mention the atmosphere. I know if you were lucky enough to be at the match on Thursday, you know what it was like to be there. Um, kept seeing, saw so many tweets and so many posts about how it looked and sounded on TV, which is great. Um, and really great just to see uh, the crowd uh, just getting into singing and chanting and supporting the team. And, you know, it wasn't just the South end, you know, sections wrapping around people were getting into it. It was really, it was, it was quite fantastic. And um, it was a lot of fun and really enjoyable, like just love being at matches like that. Right. It's, it's such a mm. different feeling than being at a TSC match um, for the most part, but it's um it's really, really good. And actually, there will be, if you're in the South End, there will be um, more, some more flags uh, for Wednesday night's match um, on top of the provincial flags, which were awesome. So, and thanks to everyone for buying their tickets and making it a sellout again. Like, good job. Well done, everybody. I'd like to, uh, I, I just want to give uh, props to my brother-in-law for Buying Voyagers membership. Yay. That, that that really like, whoa, you're like he's he just wants to he wants to make sure he doesn't miss any awesome. possible games. Love it. So like love it. That's that's as good as a reason as I've ever heard to buy one. So uh hint for those of mm-hmm. the, the three of you who are listening to this. Yes. And aren't sure whether or not they should get October. a Voyagers yeah. membership. October. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just just sorry, yeah. something in my throat. Yes, at the very least, you're going to want it five years from now. So, you know, just get it now. Yes. Oh, my God, I don't even want to be a part of that logistical nightmare. I already have nightmares about it. Thanks. We were talking about that during the match, yeah. just looking around BMO and even, you know, predicting the expanded size of it. And what what are we thinking? Three matches, Maybe. Uh, no, no, B, no, B, BMO like, will get all the other Canadian cities dropping out. So there'll be well, maybe Vancouver like might 10? be back. In. Vancouver looks like they might be back in. Um, Edmonton is apparently still in it. Canada gets ten matches, so right. do so with that what you will. Four or five, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Still, wow, man, holy crap! With everyone, you Start know, saving now with seventy percent of the Canadian population within. X hours drive. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yuck. And Americans <laughs> as well. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can we limit the tickets to, to, to passports? I'm not talking don't about clean passports, but don't forget this. Don't forget the sponsors. Uh. And, and the media and all this. And uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, to, to, does Toronto have like big sort of communities for pretty much every fucking country on earth yeah oh, pretty it much does. <laughs> perfect magical this will go so very well all right yeah, see, i actually, I actually feel like all. there's like there's like ten thousand people minimum for every country just within the city of toronto oh absolutely well how many little blanks do we have in toronto right like that are there's designated of, official official neighborhoods right like they they, yeah. they have official designations within our city you know this will be yeah it's gonna be um 
a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, it's going to be. Oh, logistical it's challenges. Wonderful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, logistical challenge is a good way of putting it. And and so are these matches right now. And that, that has to do with, obviously, with COVID protocols and, and the way the world is currently. And But I think what is, a, at least so far to me, what feels like a positive sign is that um, there is demand for these tickets. And, and we were a little worried. We weren't sure what was going to happen going into these whether they were going to sell it immediately, whether it was going to take a while. But now people are asking, people are posting, people are messaging, like you're seeing it all over the place um, that the demand for the tickets is there. And that's great. That's that's really, really important because, again, it is sometimes a struggle to get people to come out to support the mm-hmm. men's team. And when, when, when do tickets for, to the October game go on sale? No idea. Ah. You're the inside contact. You're I know, but I things. currently have no idea. Okay. We, Fair th- we, we don't know. Um, but uh, when, it, when is when is Monkey Flu 2026 going to be announced? <laughs> 2024. <laughs> um, all right. So the El Salvador match um, must win uh, Wednesday night at BMO. Uh, does anyone want to change their their feelings on this game? Anyone who thought they weren't going to win this one, maybe now, yes. I'm still going with a win. I'm going to say 2-1. Yeah, and I'll, I'll go with a, a win as well. I, I kind of I thought they'd get one win out of these three. Yep. Um, I sort of rolled the dice and went with Honduras rather than El Salvador. That didn't happen, so it's going to have to be El Salvador, isn't it? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, Canada wins. Eric Zavaleta with a last-minute own goal to win. Oh. No, no, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be three-one for Canada, and uh, Zavaleta will have a brace. <laughs> <laughs> I want, listen, I want to change my prediction, but I'm so superstitious that I feel like if I do, karma is gonna go like, spin around and bite me in the ass, and I'll be responsible for this nation's. So, so. <laughs> this long, long walk in the snow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Dun, so dun, I'm, dun, gonna, dun. I'm just, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to stay quiet and pretend. All right. Nothing ever. Yeah. Nothing. La la, yeah. la 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 la. La All right. Uh, before we leave CanCon, um, we're going to switch quickly to the, the CanPL and, uh, you know, top of the table is still uh, the Aquaman and the Pony Boys. Uh, Aquaman's still in, first place which is delightful um but you know like and and there's a match this afternoon as well so good luck whoever's playing halifax and somebody um halifax and somebody i think it's york somebody ultras Mm. (laughs) (laughs) um but at a recent at a at a recent match um there were previous episode in the previous episode there were um were some there were some issues with an Otletti player uh, by the former TFC player named Ryan Telfer. I'm fairly certain that was Cyrus Wallops, Christian. I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. you're, oh you're right. I'm sorry. I, 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 I've forgotten the name. You can't. <laughs> I know, can't. but I did. Never, never. <laughs> oh, Ryan Telfer. Um, he did not like getting sent off against Halifax uh, last week and was very obvious about it. Refused to leave the field, flipped off the officials, 
yelled at the official, the fourth official, as he was leaving. He did not flip a table over, though. What the fuck, man? Like, seriously, we have standards in this league. And if you're going to dramatically and angrily leave the pitch. We have, uh, we have tables in this league. There's supposed to be a table flipping. Hello. Yeah. Oh, See, this is why we need a union. This is why we need a union. Um, so he has been, he's, he's got a five-match ban uh, in total from the looks of it, plus a fine. Um, and I don't know if that's wildly excessive. Is that, is that a lot? I, I feel like three matches is sort of the standard for being a jerk when you get kicked out of a game. Five? Considering it usually takes Canada soccer like nine months to make a decision on these things, this seems, are they just overcompensating for their lack of decision-making in the past? Like, what is happening here? To be fair, it was a fairly obvious one. They didn't need to take a lot of time. I think the, the, the evidence was quite clear of what he did. Um, yeah, I, I, it's probably reasonable. I mean, what did he actually do to get sent off anyway? I, uh, I mean, was that just a, a regular, eh, that's worth one or two games? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like I saw Smith and he got an extra two games. So it was three and then two for the for the uh, the gesture, which, you know, two for the gesture seems about right. Mm, true for being, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, you know what? I don't remember what uh, what it was he did in that match to uh, to get himself in, uh, in hot water. Um, just terrible. I should know, but I don't. Um, bad tackle. I'm just assuming it's always a bad tackle. Um, anyone know, Mark? Thoughts? No idea. That no is. idea. I. Glorious. By the time I caught up with it, it was glorious. Too late. So um, we're good. I'm just uh, trying to read an article right now. It's, uh, it reminds me, he's a Trinidad and Tobago international, isn't yes, he? Yes, he is. Uh, uh, referred to it as that. It's, uh, it surprised me. Uh, given a straight red card following a dispute with Joe Morelli. Oh. With with Tel with Telfer flipping off either the referee or Joe as he began to head to the locker room. Like, no, then there was clearly the ref. But, oh, it was, um, it was definitely yes. the ref, yes. Yes. So, yeah, if it was a player, he would have gotten two games. Yes, there was a dispute. What if you flip off Davy Clackers? What happens? <laughs> um, Your union never gets recognized, ever. Oh, uh, wait, that's never happening anyway, so you might as well flip him off. Yeah, this article I'm reading is all like uh, is very vague. It's still unclear what prompted the referee to give a tell for a straight red. Following uh, what had initially been a... It he was, was initially a yellow card. Then I guess there was some kind of dissent or something that turned it to red, and then the finger on top of that. Now here we so. go. Uh, Atletico Ottawa winger Ryan Telfer was sent off just before halftime after a crunching tackle on Morelli and ensuing shoving match between the teams. Mm. The heated moment clearly got the best of both teams, but especially Telfer, who was shown making an offensive gesture while departing the pitch. An extended suspension is expected for the Trinidad and Tobago attacker as word from Canada Soccer's disciplinary board awaits. Um, so yes, that definitely seems to have happened. Oh, let me put that on. Oh yeah, he just, yeah. Yeah, that seems. That's on brand. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a strong two-footed tackle. Um, <laughs> yes, there are a lot of unhappy people on the pitch now. Yes, okay. Having watched that replay just now, I, I, I understand why, uh, 
why he got in trouble for that, rightfully so. But anyway, it's a, uh, it's just it's sort of uh, it was just sort of something that I thought was worth mentioning in our in our little league. Five matches. All right, good enough. There you go. I just can I, I just before we get away from this section, I want to um, I want to give a shout out to the uh, absolute legend during the uh, uh, Halifax Forge match in Halifax who around the 10th minute uh, managed to time his, 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 his shout so clear, so perfectly because it was right oh, yes. after the privateers stopped singing. And somehow before uh, Alf de Blasis was uh, um, commentating, um, clear as a bell, uh, Gareth Wheeler sucks. Uh, I was so sad I missed that. I was like, I I was so, I was so sad that it was edited out of the replay because I went looking for it. Um, I understand there was a later one. I didn't catch that one, um, which may or may not have involved a friend of the show. Uh, But uh, I definitely heard the Gareth Wheeler one. And um, thank you, thank you for your courage. That guy's the new VP of communications at Two (laughs) Soccer. Yes, he is. turn our attention to world footy and uh first up we are going to talk about a team whose scarf i have or had one of my favorite scarves uh the rochester rhinos ah, i've heard of them people around the world have people heard around of them. the world have heard of them they have global brand recognition it's a fun name for a team for long because once again some fucking owner by the name of oh who is it oh jamie party amazing new owners owners have listened to some brand marketing fuck and uh they're they're rebranding this team that again by the dearth of jamie vardy buying into it has literally gotten tons of global brand recognition over the last few months um, already beloved, the last, what are they? They're one of the, they're like the last non, is it not, not non-USL, I don't know, to have won the, uh, the uh, US Open Cup. They, yeah. they have history. These guys, anyway, they are now going to be called Rochester, New York FC. Mm. Well, good, because Rochester, Minnesota put up a big stink, and they did not want to have anything to do with, uh, with Kodak Town. So good on them. Oh, Kodak Town would have been a fucking awesome name. Kodak Town would have already had a wicked badge. Yeah. I feel like up, I read an article maybe like three weeks ago. Otherwise, I would have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. But I just read about that and learned the Kodak history of Rochester very recently. Yeah. Well, you're welcome for me bringing it back up in a 
ridiculous comedy bit. So mm. yes. Yeah, that was um that uh it's a nice badge, but it's terrible terribly stupid name. Um yeah. Well, it's uh, geographically correct. There you yeah, go. That's, geographically that's correct. Thing Yay. Now it. now to I, I know you know, yeah, the last non-MLS team to win the Open Cup. Yep. Sorry, go but ahead, Tony. To be to be fair, the, the that that version of Rochester raging rhinos is not the same team that he really bought. I mean, they've kind of been shuffled around. They've been dropping divisions, dropping out of professional to semi-professional, and this and that. So it's yes, while it's the same kind of entity, it's not exactly like you know, in by an established club that had been playing in the same league forever, and then suddenly rebrand them. I, 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 I'm having a hard time feeling the outrage for a club that has been like okay. So they've been mostly dormant for the last three or four years. But to me, that's when you when you hang on to that name because Uh, I guess they already got once they got rid of raging. I you know really who cares? Yeah, you just a rhino. (laughs) I'm are you really a rhino if you're not (laughs) raging? I want a raging rhino. So for like 10, for 10 years, they were just the Rochester Rhinos, not the Raging Rhinos, which was their middle original name back from 96. But to me, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to, if you're going to refresh it, if you're going to, if you're going to bring it back, you're going to breathe new life into it. Again, you've, you've already garnered all, it was kind of like the whole thing with the, with the crew, right? Um, yeah. The crew was I saved. Guess. The crew had, you know, global recognition around. They tried to change it. They rightfully went back on it because stupid. Um, I don't know. I guess. But if they if they they bought an entity, a club in whatever form it was in something that the community had. I don't know enough about Rochester to know if this is true or not. But if the community had kind of given up on them as a thing, you know, the interest was low and you want to re you know, reignite uh, the sport in the town. It might be a, it might be hindrance to be bringing back the rhinos. I was like, eh, I've been there, done that, you know? Yeah. They've been brought back so many times. It's it, like, it's, it's exhausting. And I'm like, I feel like, I feel like Rochester has weirdly have, like they have a community and a history with pro soccer that, has has endured much longer than some uh, than many MLS cities definitely yeah um and most american cities um like like they were in the old NASL as the, as the lancers the lancers are the, the i believe they have an indoor team called like that took the lancers name and and they're running as that mm. so like like there's there's always been a love of high level soccer or at least an interest at the very least and I mean, at one point in time, the 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 rhinos were outdrawing um, some MLS teams. Yeah, there was they even built- there was even whispers of like in early days of expansion. I'm talking like pre TFC. Oh yeah, Rochester, them coming to MLS. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, they had like, a, they had a they were about to build a, a 14,000 seat stadium, which they they have now. But at the time, <laughs> they were playing in the AAA stadium for, yeah. the, for the Red Wings, and they were getting massive crowds to the point where they're like. You you have to be doing pretty good. It was like maybe we should build our own thing. That's yeah. amazing. So it was, it was Rust Belt Portland. Yeah, mm. yeah, kind of. Yeah. So, mm. uh, but I don't I don't I don't know the whole story of how much of it is it, uh, leagues have let them down. How much of it ownership has let them down? I don't yeah. know how much of it is 
the city as maybe going through various bouts of economic depression here and there, like the stadiums in a, is in a good downtown location. Like it's not, it's not like they, it's not like they built it out in Chester PA, but uh, what I, is the, what is the Chester of Rochester? <laughs> Roch. Roch. I, I don't know. My, but my point is, is that, is that clearly there's an appetite for all this stuff, but I think it's kind of like, who's going to treat this serious? Who's who's going to treat the supporters seriously enough so that they don't burn them in three years? Yeah, because like they've they've gone through so many changes and and when when they were at their peak of popularity, they couldn't make the jump to go to the next level and and then just it all dwindled. So I don't know. I I, I, I feel it. I feel it's easy for us to be nostalgic over a silly name when it's another city. But if it was your own city and you were like, you know, you wanted to be taken seriously as a football club or sport, like, you know, if, if Toronto's all, you know, how would we, if, if TFC come into the league and they really wanted to take back the shooting stars name or something like that, because it was nostalgic, we'd be like, Oh, thanks. Not really into that. It's not a thing, but thanks, I guess. Anyway. Yeah. That was, uh, I, I hope, uh, I don't want to say hope, but I mean, if I was an outsider looking in and trying to figure out what city would be the place to kind of get a a high level minor league soccer team off the ground, Rochester has got to be in anybody's top three because, because of that history, because of that infrastructure, because like they have a proven record where, where 10,000 people would go see them play. So, you know, the Tulsa roughnecks, you know, like, yeah, (laughs) the Memphis rogues, the, whether that's, whether that's the old NASL or the reborn NASL, yeah. like they, they have a history of people showing up for people kicking ball. Oh yeah. So in, they, in, in the dark days of like trying to follow the many leagues of North America, like Rochester was always just a, they were a given, they were just a ever present club in mm-hmm. whatever form. Yeah. It was like, you kind of took them for granted that Rochester was, they were, it was an anomaly. It was a strange little, you know, small size city in upstate New York. And so, yeah, but they were always just there and they were like, they were a player, you know, you, to me, Rochester was like how I looked at like Tampa Bay Rowdies or one of those like kind of we strange little clubs, mm-hmm. you know? So, but anyway, but I, I don't, I, I get, I'm going to just say, I understand. I'm, I'm not saying I'm the hugest fan of their rebrand playing on the camera Kodak thing would have been awesome if they kind of, you know, did like electric city, you know, played off something like that with their city's history rather than RNYFC. Um, but uh, I guess. I mean, you know, as we mentioned earlier, at least geographically correct, more geographically correct than RB and Y. Indeed. Yes, at least it's yes, in the States. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> They that have nothing to do with New York. Nothing That's at all. That's pretty funny. That, sh- that, should be, that should be one of their like, you know, taglines, that they're more New York than Red Bull New York. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would be good. That would be good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but what I really want to know from all of this is, is, is my scarf a collector's item now? Oh, yeah. Sweet. You, you get, yeah. That thing, get that thing bronzed. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go, uh, I'll say for now, yes, but I, I imagine in 10 years, somebody will, somebody will manage to get the name Raging Rhinos, put it back on there. And uh, and and maybe it becomes like third kit, nostalgia night, throwback night, 
and then they're going to have all those scarves flood the market. So, Hey, listen, if people are that attached to it, there's nothing stopping them from organically making up the rhinos a, a nickname for the team, right? Like if they really want to include rhinos, not the club necessarily, but the fans, if they were really attached to it, they'll, they'll find a way to get rhinos in. Exactly. Organically. Exactly. You don't, you don't have to play along with the owners just because they said so. And this is what yeah. we bought. It's mm. like, you're the supporters. You, mm. TFC, you weren't, TFC, weren't, TFC weren't the reds that they market themselves as until the fans started really pushing that. True. 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 All right. Well, good luck to uh to rochester and uh so on and so forth and my may your rhinos forever be raging exactly (laughs) um great rhino the great rhino population of upstate new york uh Mm. jordan hamilton uh two-time mls cup winner with two different teams uh who has moved around a little bit and had been playing uh for the indy 11 in the usl and as far as i knew doing quite well um sort of very suddenly out of the blue and I haven't seen any any commentary on it I haven't seen a, a reason as to why but they've just agreed to terminate his his contract both of them mutual agreement effective immediately he no longer plays for for the Indy 11 and that's that, a shame and that's it like it's, it's just done and it's like got, it's got to be CPL time for him now hasn't it uh, if, I guess if... I'm just trying to figure out why like as far as again, as far as I knew, he was, you know, he was playing for them. Uh, he starting somewhat regularly. Uh, you know, scored some goals, did well for them last year. He played for them last year, right? Um, or maybe just came to them this year from Columbus. Anyway, but I hadn't seen anything about anything right it just looked like he was enjoying himself had lots of good posts anything i've seen on social media it's just him thanking the fans like very straightforward and simple no other explanations thank you i really enjoyed my time like that's it but i also haven't seen anyone being like oh this is really why jordan hamilton it just it just seemed very well it is it's very sudden it's they've agreed to mutually terminate his contract he's done oh okay bye just odd but yes it should be cpl time i would imagine if he's going anywhere else. Unless he's going up. Uh, At TFC, they're desperate for a new striker. Can can, can we still sign players? Is that a thing? Like transfer windows? I don't get it. uh, I don't either. I don't understand MLS transfer windows to save my life. So, Well, Um, he is is from, Jordan Hamilton is from Scarborough. So maybe the whole uh, age-old rivalry between Scarborough and Indianapolis just came up to me. Oh, it just came to a head. Yeah, you're Mm. right. Good point. You you laughed. I'm being serious. serious family apart. I'm yeah. being serious. When Scarborough was its own city as part of the Metro, the Indianapolis Scarborough Peace Games was a thing for 32 years. What? It was a, a mini Olympiad where Scarborough <laughs> would send athletes to Indianapolis and vice versa for a mini summer. Oh Olympiad. my God. This is like Peterborough and Ann Arbor, Michigan. Uh-huh. Uh, this is like Hamilton and Flint. Yeah, Peterborough. Yeah, we always had. Yeah, we had the Ann Arbor, the the Peterborough, Games. Ann Arbor games every fucking summer. Oh my god, I didn't think yeah, about the Scarborough, <laughs> Scarborough Indianapolis Duncan, Peace you, Games. Did 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 uh, did Darlington have any cross uh, youth Olympiads with any American states? Not that I was aware of. <sighs> Deprived. Yes. Okay. I know the the, the school that I that I went to the little town I went to school in, so Middleham had a, was twinned with Agincourt in France, uh, but there was no athletic 
Are, are you sure it wasn't Twin with Agent Court North Scarber? Mm, <laughs> Agent Court. Oh my yes. God, they called them, I didn't even remember this, they called them the Arborough Games to combine wow, Ann cool. Arbor and Peterborough. That's, that's, I, that's I awful. Like that the Indianapolis, I like that the Indianapolis Scarborough one was the Peace Games because of, I don't know, maybe people were still ticked over 1812. I don't know. Mm. It's like the Peace Bridge in 43. Oh. Mm. You didn't get medals, uh, for individual sports, you got a point, and at the end of the the weekend, the Olympiad, the, the city with the most points was the winner. What did the winner get? Uh, peace. <laughs> That's very nice. <laughs> individual, like mental internal peace. Like your <laughs> one, your city was at one with itself. Who, first, generally, who generally won? Uh, well, the first one, the final score of the very first peace games was Scarborough six, Indianapolis seven. So it was quite Oof. a yeah, it was Darby. a battle. Yeah. There you go. Okay, then. All right. It's one to, one to grow Thank on. You. There you go. Thank yeah. you, Tony. I don't, I don't know. Kristen and Mark, for your contribution. This has been an interesting history lesson. Before you ask, Duncan, I have no idea if D-Row ever took part. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, moving on from... Two more goals. Two more goals. Uh, well, moving on from uh, more local soccer to... Uh, World Cup qualifiers to 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 calm the ball and um, you know like we talk about how crazy Concacaf can be. Um, calm the ball is winning right now. Like I know the lights went out at El Salvador Stadium. Yes. <laughs> and and but that's happened before, uh, man. Like that's not even new. We've done this before. But I oh, don't yeah. know yeah. that we've ever had a match where health officials literally went on to the pitch to stop a game so that they could remove players and potentially deport them um, um, for, for lying about where they traveled from or quarantine stuff. So yeah, so uh, our, the Argentina match was fun. <laughs> if you were on Twitter at all um, recently, <laughs> yesterday and follow soccer you may have noticed some startling things coming from the argentina uh brazil uh world cup qualifying match and yeah uh, apparently and this went through many cycles uh so emmy martinez christian romero uh, uh emmy buendia and los Salso apparently all lied uh about yes. their whereabouts because no one no one took a look at the TV from the Premier League the week before. <laughs> exactly. Which I still don't understand. No. How does this happen? Um, oh, I wasn't in, I wasn't in England. What are you talking about? <laughs> when was I in England? Me, a Premier League player. What are you that talking was, about? That, that was Giuseppe Lo Celso. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Oh, you mean the England Premier League? Part of part of Brazil's no, no. health ministry was alerted to the breach earlier on in the day and they and the federal police went to mm. the Argentina team hotel to detain and deport the four players but they'd already Cause, gone to the stadium because Brazil is famously strict over oh, COVID, about COVID protocols oh, yes. 100% oh, yeah. so then oh yeah this is definitely this is all about the health of the people you guys come oh, on yeah, the president believes in the science he oh, really yes. really yes. does Mm -hmm. um so i guess australia these... is like jesus fucking christ brazil calm down 
So, <laughs> so, so the federal government negotiated with um, Comebol and somebody else to give an exemption to the Argentinian players, which apparently was granted. However, the health ministry said, fuck you, we reject this, went to the stadium. Um, it took a while because of the traffic. <laughs> so, so the game had yeah. already the game had already started um and so like comma ball and, and and other officials said no 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 we said it we, we were told it was okay so the match is going to start and again these health officials are like no fuck you this isn't happening and they went to the sideline they were talking to someone from the argentina fa and said yeah they just walked onto the field stopped the match and chaos ensued players everywhere arguments people in the tunnel people out of the tunnel brazil doesn't want to leave the pitch because they don't want to officially lose the match so on and so forth and then all these pictures of like messi and whoever it was he was chatting with um let's just look at them oh look they're catching up isn't that nice no, um, it was neymar which is like his teammate so you know yeah it was, it, was, it, was, it was very funny um but, uh, and then yeah. the the thing that duncan that i had missed when going through this thread this is my favorite part actually as the brazilian manager was trying to entertain the crowd while 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 doing keepy uppies and <laughs> that wasn't going well <laughs> gotta keep the crowd happy they paid big money um, so the match has been suspended um i don't know if it's actually been rescheduled yet um, as of today, day of recording, day after have they, all of have this. Have they actually deported the four um, English-based players? I believe so. Um, Good. I'm saying that as Spurs supporter, not nothing to do with uh, anything to do with Conmebol. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so it's... Uh, it's, uh, it's hilarious. But now the story even gets, the story even gets wackier now that now both Villa and Spurs are talking about uh, finding those players for going. Yep. Yep. Like, they, they, they must have known beforehand. Of course they knew. Of course they, they knew. knew. You have to get permission to, you know, like, Spurs it's international even, duty. Like, off Spurs you go even on international out, duty. Enjoy. Yeah. Spurs even put out, like, a congratulations to uh, Romero and, and Los Celso for making the cl- club, making the side. Yeah. Congrats. Oh, it was Good a big boys. deal, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm just thinking, what the fuck are these Brazilians doing? Give yourself a chance. You might have gone out there and beaten Argentina. Hooray. And if you go 2-0 down, that's when you send the health officials home to pull the plug. <laughs> yes. And then give you claim the traffic bo- was... Give your fucking boys a chance. Exactly. You said the traffic was really bad if you go down 2-0. Yes. Yeah. Well, we were absolutely going to call this off before the start. It's just a complete coincidence that we turned up when we were losing 7-1. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you know. it's just—it's one of the craziest things I think I've ever seen happen. And then uh, I know it's not in the show notes, but Monaco's match was suspended because what? of a coup. Monaco? Not Monaco. Um, Morocco. Morocco. Guinea. Sorry. Oh, Don Don Morocco. <sighs> It was a principality in the upheaval. Do Monaco, do Monaco play internationally now? I know they're kind of, so, in a way, their own country yeah. somehow. I, I, no, they don't. Revolution so, in Monte Carlo. Woo! So, yeah, so the... Yeah, to so the people. The, 
so there, there was a, it was yeah it was uh, Morocco and 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 Guinea and there was Who, who's uh, having who's having the coup Guinea or Morocco? I think it was Guinea. Oh Guinea, uh, yeah. There's a there's a coup d'état and uh, oh those are my favorite. Guinea, Guinea, sorry, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so there's a, a coup d'état and so the game was called off and the Moroccan team was was trapped for a while. Apparently, they've managed to to get out now, but. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, was it Guinea or Guinea Bissau? Guinea, just Guinea. Oh man, that's mm. bad press for Guinea Bissau. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anybody in their Google alerts that just have Guinea, they're just gonna think, "Oh shit." Mm. Even Papua New Guinea is like, "Oh come on, guys, leave us out of this." We're not even on the same continent. Yeah. No, no comment and pushes the, <laughs> the away. Um, however, if you do want to watch any of the CAF uh, World Cup qualifier matches, uh, they're all on YouTube for oh, free. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah some, I, some sort. I don't. I, I some sort of. Like from an official source. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. More fantastic. Um, fantastic. So yeah, Fantastic something girl. with some yeah, there was there's rights issues and stuff anyway. So right now everything is on YouTube. So have at and enjoy. Some one of the uh, the players like tweeted something said, "Thank you for all the messages in the spot. It has been a very intense day." <laughs> but thank God we're safe and sound in Morocco. Good night. Oh, yeah. I, I imagine it was yes. Yeah, that would have been so frightening. Let's cut the show short. I want to go watch Namibia. <laughs> Fair. Mm. Also too late. Oh, well, cutting it short, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's when it starts. When I say live, it's too late. Well, to end our show, it is time for some TFC talk um, as uh, TFC gets set to return uh, from its break uh, due to international play. Although not all of MLS breaks. It's so weird. My dad was texting me. He's like, I don't understand. Why are there MLS matches? And I'm like, because they give them the choice about which weeks they get to take off. He's like, they get a choice? I was like, yes. They get to choose. I feel like it was a shortened season and, you know. Yeah. Do you have to be taking weeks off? Eh. Yeah. Anyway, um, first off, before we... Were, were, there, were there matches in Texas? Because they don't seem too keen on choice. Oh. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Um, Tropical. Yeah, I know. So we talk like a lot a about, about the kids, and <laughs> the, the kids aren't exactly all all right, apparently, in their land of TSC2. But joining them for the rest of the season... Mm-hmm. As the veteran, I think of the of the other than uh, Caleb Patterson Sewell um, is uh, Shuffleboard. Jacob Shuffleberg has been loaned out to TFC Two for the rest of the 2021 season. What an exotic loaning! I know. <laughs> All I know. the way to TFC so, Two. Oh. At least he'll get minutes because yes. he's not getting really any with the first team right now. So they need to do. They need to. TFC need to take more advantage of loans to CPL rather than yes, 
this some, shuffling. some of the CPL loans have worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, so yes, I agree. Um, the next uh, TFC played this weekend um, in Cincinnati, and we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Their next home match is next week. Um, and MLSE, you know, had announced that they were doing, um, uh, bringing in a, a vaccine requirement for, for fans and they said mid-September, um, but now that looks like that's not taking a place until um, September 22nd, I think, I guess, to go along with the provincial government um, mm. stuff. Um, I assume well, now, gonna... now there is now there is actual protocol from the government that I assume that at BMO Field you will follow the what the provincial government has put in place as far as proof goes. Well, yes, but what I what I yeah, what I'm saying is originally they said mid September, and I think they were looking at this next TFC match because this is the yeah. first time TFC will be back as the 14th, but now they're pushing their requirements to the 22nd. Which so get is, down to this match, super spreaders. Yeah, really, which is the Voyager's uh, <laughs> cup match, I believe. Anyway, um, the thing to note, if you're a TFC fan and you plan on attending um, games for the rest of the season, um, is that as of September 22nd, um, all event, anyone, if you're going to a match or anything within an MLSE property, um, is that you have to have proof of vaccination proof of a negative COVID test will not be accepted. You have to have proof that you have had both of your vaccination shots, um, unless you are someone that has a verified medical exemption or obviously children um, under 12. But what if you have both of your vaccinations, but you also have COVID? <laughs> <sighs> anyway. This trick could happen. Of course That's it could happen. a very valid question, I thought. Thank you. Mm. Anyway, I just wanted to put that out there before I ask my next question, but really is there a point? Um, outside of Canada matches or non-Voyager's Cup uh, TFC matches, are you planning on going to any more matches this year? At well, it's not related to COVID. <laughs> Uh, so I, is um, that a no then? It's a, I'm not like chomping at the bit, but, but it, like my but like I said, like the uh, having is that to show proof of or anything. Performance? No, or... it's not, yeah, it's nothing to do with like uh, having to show COVID vaccinations. I'm, well, I'm no, fat. I didn't think it was. I know some people are still concerned no, about yeah, increasing because, crowds and stuff like that. No, it's because TFC are fucking rubbish. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> I am not going to be going to see a game to cheer on to on FC this year. Uh, I'll go to the Canada Games. I will go to any of the Voyagers Cup games to support York or Hamilton or <laughs> whoever they're going to be playing eventually from the away end. Um, but yeah, Where's the away end? The, well, you know, up at the, uh, it's not really an end, but I feel like it's a section up at the, the top of uh, the East Stand there. Oh, you're actually going to buy tickets, like, with the away supporters? That's my plan, yes. Oh, that's that's, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm going to go hang out with the York fans for the Voyager's Cup game, and then presumably TFC is going to win, and hopefully Hamilton wins, and then Hamilton can play at BMO Field, and I'll go and be amongst the Hamilton fans for that one as well. 
and uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Uh, I just want to say I'm proud of you, Duncan. You're welcome. I'm also uh, planning, you know, now my work schedule's working out. I'm planning to go to the uh, Voyage to Hamilton versus Winnipeg and Hamilton versus whichever CONCACAF team they're playing against. So I'm going to go to those two games as well. Fantastic. That, those Cup games plus the Canada games, that'll do me for football for the year. There's no need to get into TFC and MLS. Unless you like unless you like depression with your football, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So Mark. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um as far as I, like yeah, the so the Voyagers Cup games uh, I'm I'm very interested in. Forge games I'm 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 interested in. Um I I the Canada Matt well, like I'm going to match on on Wednesday. Um, I feel like the 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 one in October will be a little bit not a, not massive, but like a little bit of like let's see what the world looks like because Ontario's slowly slipping back into insanity. As far as TFC games go, um, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of I I also kind of feel that might be a bit of a wait and see. I I did not opt in for the the August games just mostly because I it was going to be insane anyway like I'm, I'm i'm trying to avoid the crowds i feel like on uh the canada game went to last week was a bit of uh not taunting fate but it's like okay this is definitely the biggest crowd and the most densely packed because so su- surprising almost nobody uh no uh, most people did not adhere to their two seats two gap two seats two empty two seats two empty uh, layout that was uh, prescribed as per Ticketmaster and the province and the Voyagers. Um, so yeah, being that on top in the middle of of a group was just a little like uh, slightly uncomfortable at times. So it's uh, I will say though that it has not as much to do with performance and mediocrity. Let's be fair, uh, as it does uh, just looking out for health, but. Uh, their mediocrity makes it easier. <laughs> Sad fact is commuting from that match the other night, even if people were and our, you know, where we were sitting was pretty or standing was uh, pretty good as far as spacing goes, but got on the streetcar afterwards, fat <laughs> chance of anything, you know, socially distance Christ it was business as usual. Yeah. I, 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 I imagine gonna... the go train tunnel was busy. Well, by the time we said hello to everybody, everyone, <laughs> um, uh, also I'd like to uh, name drop uh, Alan from Barton Battalion because we uh, volunteered to take him home <laughs> and then proceeded to also hug every person he even thought. Oh my he God. Knew. I got so many Alan hugs. I, 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 yeah. I, at one point in time, I just thought I just had Alan permanently like attached to me um, for the rest of the evening. I think it was quite funny. It was great. Yeah, I, I haven't seen him so, in a really long I mean, time. So through that action alone, um, was the tunnel packed? No, because we left the stadium at 11 o'clock, <laughs> um, which I didn't think we could actually do, but here we are. Uh, so it wasn't too, too bad, but we took our dear sweet fucking time leaving. So. All right. So it's, maybe it's always on best matches. to be antisocial and just walk out and yeah, pretend you don't notice people. Uh, no, the, 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 the moral of the story, Duncan is no kind deed goes unpunished. <laughs> yes. So. Yes. All right. I, I and I'm, 
I'm sort of up in the air about about TFC matches outside of the cup stuff, but we'll see. I'm still waiting for the email from TFC to say how September's ticketing is working. So, you know, there's that too. Um, yeah, that's true. Have they even like sorted out like the percentages and how that reflects on the amount of people with season tickets versus how many people are going and all that stuff? I have no idea how they're working it out. I don't know right. what it is yeah. they're doing, but I haven't seen an email saying you can go buy tickets now because that's what they did for August. They're like, all, all right, right yeah. here's a code. Go buy your tickets. All right, thanks. Um, all right, so this weekend, TFC back in action um, down in Cincinnati against WKRP FC. Uh, we do have a request from a friend of the podcast, Matt Goshert, um, who formerly of Massive Report. I don't know if he still writes for them or not. Uh, Columbus Crew friend uh, that TFC, all he wants is that we finish above WKRP this year. That's 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 his ask. Good so, luck. No I'm, promises. Yeah, yeah we yeah, just uh... we really can't help. We'll we'll see. Sure, we'll we'll try. <laughs> I guess. Um, so Cincinnati almost as bad as, as, as Toronto this year. Um, we're just, just below them in the standings. And, um, although they have a game in hand, so um, but they are not nearly as, uh, defensively inept as Toronto because nobody is nobody. Most goals conceded in the entire league. It's awesome. Um, First place, baby. Now, the one thing to note about the FCC is that they have yet to win a game at home, which means, of course, they're going to win this weekend against Toronto because... Slumpbusters. Did you just say they they haven't haven't won a game at home yet? Cincinnati? Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. Really? In that that fancy-ass stadium? Yeah. Damn. Oh. Four, four losses, Ouch. five draws, no wins. Oof. I know. Back to the old stadium's name. They which are, I they are the only team in MLS yet to Hibbert, win a game at home. Oh. So again, wait for this weekend because we're givers. <laughs> um, if this all, all will be sorted, Cincinnati fans. It'll be fine. You're going to get a, you're gonna be get un- a home it win would this be, weekend. It would be unkind of TFC not to let them win. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so not not uh, not having a good season, not having a good time in MLS really uh, are, are are the FCC. So um, yeah, player to watch uh, other than Nick Hagland. Or sure, go ahead. Oh. With Nick. No, you can pick Nick oh. Hagland. I'm just kidding. Everybody can pick Nick Yay. Hagland if they want. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Atanga, Atanga, which is all I hear about whenever I eat his name comes up, which makes you fit into that song. And come on, Cincinnati fans, there's a chance. Yeah, we're it's pretty fucking easy. Here. Yes, somebody Atanga. Don't know much about him at all, other than his name's fun. Somebody Atanga. Hmm. I wish somebody was his first name. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Probably begins with I. Isaac Natanga. Hmm. Oh. Yes. That's perfectly normal. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Premise Labs Teton. That sounds fun. Oh no. 
Yu Yakubu. Ooh, uh, that's who I was going to pick. Oh, sorry. You have it. I'm so. Right. I'm, I'm going to go with Yu Yakubo. He's their uh, <laughs> recently acquired DP. Oh, uh, is he? Yeah, 20 games. Um, let's see. Let's see the goals. Let's oh, uh, see other goals. Uh, oh, is that a? Hmm. Is that a? That is a zero. So That's a zero next to. He's got a hundred and sixty-eight minutes played. Sorry, one thousand six hundred eighty minutes played. Not a goal. I feel like he's listed as a forward as well. Yeah, I, uh, yeah which hmm. which really makes it tragic <laughs> and funny. <laughs> except they're playing the Slump Busters. So Ooh. now's a good time to get a hat trick, sir. Mm. Well, I guess that leaves me with celebrity DJ producer Calvin Harris. <laughs> but shout out to Caleb Stanko. <laughs> what, nothing for Vermeer? There's a lot of, listen, there's a lot of good names on this team. I, I love oh, Irish yeah. Frenchman Avion Flanagan. <laughs> that uh, is a spectacular combination. <laughs> I, I would go with that Sunderland guy, but Beckham Sunderland. Mm. Yeah. I'm mm. just, yeah, I'm just, yeah, Vermeer is a, a good name. Vermeer is a good oh, shout. I'll go with I, I like, there's a, there's a good last name if you, if you want to like disparage something in Dutch. Vanderwerf. <laughs> <laughs> Werf. Uh, All right. Well, then, uh, um, predictions for this one. Man, Reno Cincinnati Cubo Hattrick. I love that. I'll, um, I think it's gonna be um, uh, two all draw. Cincinnati will be up to nil though. Mm. I also and went with a two all they'll, draw. They'll, they'll tie it up with about 20 minutes to go, and nothing will happen. Mm. One one Haglund brace. <laughs> nice. Bring it back to Zavaleta. Yeah, I just like the idea of a draw, just to continue on with uh, their futility. And everyone uh, should be miserable. Exactly. <laughs> if we have to be miserable, so should they. Um, nobody wins. Nobody. All right. Well, that is our show for this week. Please join us next week as we look back at a hopeful Canada win against El Salvador. We'll catch you up on the rest of the Concacaf. Uh, standings for this part, this first part of the Octo. Uh, see what's happening in the land of TFC and what other madness the world of football has for us. Um, would like to say on this Labor Day uh, that the CAMPL players do deserve a union. Please recognize PFA can uh, support them, follow them on Twitter, uh, support the players when they wear the shirts and the scarves, et cetera, and so forth. Uh, don't let up on the league because it's fucking important and it's ridiculous that it hasn't been recognized yet. Um, I have been joined mostly against their will, apparently by the entire vocal minority podcast panel to be found out there on the Twitters at Duncan D Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. How are the people? How are the <laughs> bosses, Kristen? Uh, on the tweet machine at Malarkey FC, Mr. Tony Walsh. The workers united shall never be defeated. Unless you're a panelist on the Vocal Minority yeah. Podcast. Workers United are a terrible team. Uh, <laughs> oh, they got a good work rate. <laughs> uh, on the they're tweets. always defeated. Uh, at oh, Kitner and Mark though. with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. 
Solidarity. I'd like to thank everybody for uh, your continued support, even on Labor Day, of uh, of our little podcast via Patreon. We absolutely appreciate it. We have shirts. You can find them on Zazzle. Uh, you can get the link to that store via our website. And uh, yeah, apparently um, labor laws don't mean anything. Uh, Canadian labor laws don't mean anything in Albania. So thanks. <laughs> As for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet flouting labor laws at KZ Knowles. I've been your host, Kristen Knowles. And until next week, Canada, get used to it. no one's using the old Columbus crew logo with the uh, construction workers that workers FC could really uh, workers United, I should say, should, could really uh, use that. <laughs> that would work well for them. Yes. True. Yeah. I am your host, Kristen Knowles. Now to our show. He's literally the host, Kristen Knowles. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, I'll, and also, but yeah, back to uh, Duncan before we, we go on, do remember uh, support the, uh, the PFA and then the uh, union on this special Labor Day because unions matter except on the Vocal Minority Podcast. True. True. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway. And what are we getting paid today? Like triple time? No. (laughs) Nothing. Jack. Extra carrots. It's fucking Dickensian podcasting. (laughs) I'll talk to two soccer and see what I can work out for you. How's that? I should be watching Jets scream across the skies of toronto for no one well i know how much you look forward to that i obviously am bereft and i want to be rocked like i I deserve to be rocked like a hurricane you just want to go to the danger zone eh Mm mm-hmm